Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise. She's on the fence about all these women. It's Jacqueline Trumbull. Hello. Nice to hear ya. <laughs> We're doing it. We're joined by a very special guest. Also from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise, it's Jenna Cooper. Hi. <laughs> so happy to be here. <laughs> We're stoked to have you. Yeah, we are thrilled to have you on the show today. Jenna has had a very big week. You may have heard about it. So uh, let's get right into that. (laughs) (laughs) In case you don't know or or you need a recap. So Jenna and Jordan Kimball got engaged on Bachelor in Paradise in 2018 in the finale. And uh, the day of the finale, Reality Steve reported that Jenna cheated on Jordan in this whole crazy narrative that we will not rehash here because it's not true. We don't want to put false information out. So the truth is that Jenna continued to work to prove that the evidence against her was fake, and she was able to do it. It was was an amazing thing. All of these lies were the work of a bizarrely dedicated troll. So last week, Jenna went on Reality Steve's podcast, and he apologized and retracted the story. So, Jenna, uh, my first question for you is, how do you feel now that you have been vindicated? (laughs) Well, special times. It feels amazing. So, obviously, you know, it's very empowering um, to stand up for yourself, despite many people doubting you and bullying you. Um, I obviously couldn't have done it without my family and, of course, Jacqueline and then Steve listening to me. Um, And, you know, the trolls that didn't cover their tracks actually helped me as well. So... People are always going to have their opinions, and obviously there were a few irreparable damages, but I, I'm really happy that the truth is out, and much, much better things to look forward to now. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing thing, just like that somebody could write a book about this, just about the... I actually have started, I, not only a book, but a screenplay, and I'm not saying, oh, this is the most interesting thing that ever happened to somebody, but the twists and turns of it, the, it is bizarre. <laughs> Like, I'm not that important. Why would somebody do this? But then, you know, I realized it wasn't all just about me. It was just about breaking me up from a relationship that is now I'm glad was broken. (laughs) But I'm very happy where I am now. Yeah. And now the troll has learned that she also does not want to be dating Jordan. So the troll actually, (laughs) what she does is she dates celebrities for, I don't know, a few months at a time, typically max about six. Then she dumps them and they start um, stalking and harassing her. So then she files, you know, harassment against them and, and carries on. And so, you know, I just happened to unluckily get mixed up in it whoa this is an even bigger conspiracy than we knew originally well it's been going on for over 10 years and not just celebrities regular people too she's she's messed up their lives people have been fired their relationships damaged um i I don't know if it's because she's bored i don't know that was one of my questions was just like what would compel someone to do this and it seems like you have some insight into like you you know you seem to know a lot about this person but maybe do you know like what is motivating them um okay well i guess i guess just to start why anybody would do it anyways i mean there's there's multiple reasons you know you know that people love attention negative comments and stories tend to get that 
Um, they, they want to be noticed by somebody who was on TV or get the attention of somebody like Steve who might report a story. I think part of it is maybe their life is boring. They're just lacking in certain areas and they like being destructive behind their computer screens. Well, there's, I mean, so there's multiple people involved in this, right? And that, and that probably describes at least one of them, but one of them has, it sounds like pretty serious psychosis. Psychosis is something I know next to nothing about. So I put it in the category of, you know, a stalker situation, basically a little bit delusional, but yes, there are other people. The stories were piling on kind of like, you know, groupthink or whatever. They all like bonded while they just attacked me in every single way possible. So um, and another person that I found out was very involved and actually naming another sugar daddy and saying she was my friend and putting Steve in touch with some man. Um, I still do not know why she did it. And multiple times she contacted my mom and me saying like, Oh, I'm so supportive of Jenna. I love her. Like apparently I said happy birthday to her and she loved it so much. But then like two days later, she's like, Oh, Steve, I have this story. Then that's my thing is how can you look at this email? Cause Steve shared it with me and think, Oh, this is legit. I should, I should take everything this person's saying and believe it because it is crazy. The things that people accuse me of. I'm happy to say that I don't know what it's like to be in that mind frame where I would want to just destroy someone. I knew this was fake because if Jenna was running a sugar daddy business, I'd have one by now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Jacqueline, can you talk a little bit about your, uh, your involvement in this? My involvement was just being Jenna's friend and like, she just seemed clearly like innocent. I mean, even if she had done it, I'd be like, okay. It doesn't affect my relationship with her, you know? Like, she showed me some objective stuff where it was like, okay, you know, I clearly shouldn't do that. But also, I just, we were friends, you know? And especially over a period of a year and a half, like, there's no way if somebody actually did this that they would have acted the way Jenna did. And so I just didn't, I mean, in the beginning, I, like, I guess I wasn't totally sure. But, it like, pretty quickly, I was just like, oh, yeah, she didn't do this and this fucking sucks. Um, but in terms of my involvement, it was really just, like, I, like, kept a relationship with Steve which was interesting because we like would text him a couple times throughout the year, like from Vegas or whatever. And then, you know, I was just like, Steve, she didn't do it. We argued on his podcast about it at least once. Um, and then, and then Jenna, when Jenna wanted to get in touch with him, I would just put them in touch, but I don't know. I mean, I, it was really, Jenna did an incredible amount of work over the past 18 months. I mean, I had a rumor spread about me, you know, and I was freaked out as, and like, you know, I I know what it's like for people to be mean. And so all I had to do was imagine that feeling expanded a thousand times. (laughs) And then I could maybe get sort of close to what happened to you. So, I mean, I wasn't, I don't know. I can't imagine not being supportive of you during that time. I've said to you before, it is hard for people to understand that. And I put it into terms like this, like any, any regular person who decides to to go on social media and post something terrible about somebody, I'm like, okay, fine. They went on TV, right? So they're opening themselves up to people saying their negative opinions. But imagine somebody turning around and saying one thing to you, somebody going on your Facebook and saying, hello, you ugly hog. Now imagine that like thousands and thousands of people like, yeah, you tell her, you get her. I'm like, I don't think anybody deserves comments like that nobody gets in a car expecting to get in a car accident and then nobody on the other side is like well they deserved it because they got in a car I mean we went and had an experience it was an adventure we got some good out of it 
but it's it's not like I mean it's not like you go in completely accepting of the worst case scenario. And this is the wor- this is like the worst nightmare of everybody who goes on that show. I think. Yeah, this is one of the worst things that's ever <laughs> happened to anybody from this franchise. I mean, I mentioned it. I didn't want to go outside. It it was terrible. Like when I think about it, it's a little bit embarrassing how much it affected me. But I was just like always wanted to keep my head down. I knew people were talking about me. I just felt like gross, even though I didn't do any of it. It's like, what am I supposed to do? It doesn't matter how loud I scream or what I write. Nobody wants to believe me. I'm like, I have to find the proof or it just won't end, at least for me. Do you have any remaining kind of trauma from it? Like, or do you feel like it's been wiped away? No, yeah, definitely. You know, there's, I pretty much have the same anxiety every time I post something or every time I'm out and I see that somebody has their phone out, I'm like, oh gosh, what are they What are they writing about me? They're probably recording. But yeah, I just, for the most part, I'm like, oh, well, people just don't like me. That's just how I feel now. <laughs> I know it's terrible, but. I have looked on Reddit so that, so that you guys don't have to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the sentiment there is, is very positive towards uh, both of you. But Jenna, you in particular, you know, people are very very sorry and uh that's good just being like we we can't let something like this happen again because this was the way we treated this woman is just and then to find out that it was not true like it's just not it's no way to live just forgiving everybody really does help me it really does it's not like i'm just like oh everything's like perfect but and so many people have reached out saying oh i believed it at first and now i don't and i'm sorry and and i'm like it's fine i think it's big of you to even say that so yeah jenna how do you how do you feel about fame and, and The Bachelor? And I mean, I can I can say, like, for me, it's very mixed bag. Uh, and I, I look back on that show with, like, a lot of negativity, but also something I wouldn't trade for the world. And so that's a, that's a very unusual experience. But do you, I mean, yeah, how do you remember it all? Well, when I think of, like, fame, right, I think of somebody who's, who is very well known because of having very specific, awesome skills and talents. I got put on this show because I was a weirdo and people probably would be entertained by making fun of me. It's fun in the sense that I feel like I have a an opportunity now to like inspire people and like a bigger platform to just, and it kind of sounds cheesy, but to like share positivity um, in a world that I think is very much lacking it. And I, and I do think that's somewhat of my purpose in life. I'm not going to go into that, but you know how I get about those things. I, I'm constantly speaking what, what my purpose is. So I'm also glad that I did it. Um, no matter what kind of trauma it brought going on TV puts you in a very vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable. <laughs> and I think it brings out your insecurities, but then I think if you can kind of get through that, it also makes you like stronger. And you know, I've learned a lot. So I'm not quite as naive as I used to be. So that's awesome. Looking back on the bachelor, the bachelor, it was so crazy paradise. You know, it was so much fun. Initially, I will say that it was so much fun. Until I realized how deeply I was manipulated. And I'm not even talking about the the other story after I just it's rough kind of thinking about what I was swayed into. But I guess that's how it goes. And it was entertaining. And I wouldn't take it back. I I really wouldn't just because I like where I'm at right now and the opportunities that I've had. So I don't think I would never consider myself famous. I'm just well known weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And now you have a story that you can write this book, this screenplay, because it's a crazy thing. I'm watching that movie. I know. I'm like already thinking about, okay, who can I cast this movie? (laughs) (laughs) 
have you talked to Jordan since uh, you went on the podcast last week? I have not. Hmm. Hmm. I don't really plan to. I never expected him to apologize. Like, you know, he left early on to go on his own campaign for himself. And, you know, honestly, I feel like he got two years worth of pity in being the good guy. So I guess I just hope he appreciates that. I love him bitching about people like harassing him right now. Like, oh, welcome to Jenna's world for two years. I would want to ask him because I never even asked what, like, why he lied to Reality Steve about how I acted. Like saying, oh, maybe I was drunk. Maybe I did it. Like I never said that. So I kind of would want to ask him about that and why he continued to tell people he's just so intuitive and knows that it was true. Like even just a couple weeks ago, he was doing a podcast making fun of me and laughing saying she's not going to have any proof anytime soon. And I guess like, yes, we could, if we had a conversation, it'd be very interesting, I think, but I don't think we could have it without him yelling at me. So obviously it's probably not going to happen, but I just chose to forgive him as much as I can. And everyone else who says hurtful things, you know, sometimes that's, if that's your brand, then I mean, you, you do it. I guess. Yeah. It's really amazing that you have such a, you know, positive attitude or just like a forgiving attitude because not not everybody would. I wouldn't. I think it would eat me alive if I if I didn't. I really do. I think I would become bitter and angry and awful. Right? Resentment is drinking poison and hoping somebody else dies. Yeah, has has your view towards people changed at all or do you feel like you've been able to kind of stay stay centered with that? Well, well I feel like I've seen some What's the word? Evil in the world. <laughs> I guess I just realized how mean people can be and like, enjoy it. Yeah, right. I, I heard that people would have parties where they would, whatever they did, throw darts at my face. Oh my God. Yeah, it's weird. But okay, you know, somebody has to be attacked. So whatever. I guess I had my turn. And I do, I do still have hope that people are decent, especially now. Once they know the truth, it would have been great, you know, to have some support before. But now... It's, it's all good. It's fine. Yes, it's different. A little bit more negative and not as trusting, but... Yeah. Well, I'll be bitter on your behalf, so... But it seems like your life is good now, you know? You have a lot of very positive things going on. I, I know. I, I really... I say I couldn't be happier, and I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It doesn't mean that I don't have struggles or something, but, I mean, I'm about to have the cutest little baby girl, and I got my pig, and... Carl and all my happy things. It's great. Times are kind of weird right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, life's good. Yeah. So five in five weeks you're due, right? Yep, five weeks. I mean, apparently she could come anytime. I freak out more and more when people keep telling me, "Oh yeah, I had I had mine at thirty five and thirty six or <laughs> I don't even know how to prepare." I can't wait to meet her. Oh no, I was who was I talking to? Maybe it was like an last weekly interview or something. I don't know. I was talking about how. You guys are gonna be friends. Hey, <laughs> Jacqueline, buy me more ice cream. Okay. <laughs> Jenna thinks I'm gonna name my child Edgar. The line of thinking she was going down was, uh, it was not out of left field. <laughs> like, wouldn't put that kind of thing past me. Uh. I said she was gonna pick like some sad poet as her. <laughs> You, Jenna, do you have a name picked out? Yes, it's a secret. I think it's perfect. It's it's very in the middle of like, oh, is it going to be feminine or masculine, like Southern? Is it going to be modern it, or like old school? So it's kind of all a mixture. Okay. Well, that gives us no clues. That's exciting. Well, we can't, I mean, you know, it'll only be a few weeks before we, f we find out 
what it is, which is very exciting. I'm just really blown away by uh, by just what you were able to accomplish. Like, it's so hard for someone to clear their own name, and you were able to do it. It's like it's almost an unheard of thing. And uh, and then to be so, to have the perspective that you have and to be positive and forgiving about what you went through and uh, see how it can, you know, help people. That's That's really... An amazing thing and it's, it's inspiring yeah it felt like everything was kind of stacked against me you know and, and it is obviously hard to prove something you didn't do so also not having tons of resources you know I can't just be like I can't get on the phone and be like uh, daddy so I need to um take care of something like really now I was like literally working to pay for somebody to go through my life and try to figure out who's doing this to me. But it was definitely hard. Yeah. And just emotionally hard too. And especially on my family, which I really feel bad for because no matter what, I chose to go on TV and get myself in this situation. You know, even if even if that part's not true, it's like I open myself up to being judged for whatever anybody wants to make up. And so I feel so bad for my family. Like like my sisters want to go to school and have people be like, oh, hey, how's your skanky sister today? Oh, my God. I guess I'm stronger now. So, yeah, <laughs> I think it's worth it. I, I, you know, I say that, but then part of me feels like I could just crack the next day, like if one other thing happens. So <laughs> it's hard not to be happy when so many things are going well now. I just couldn't think of a less deserving person. I'm so glad it wound up this way. I mean, the assumptions people made about you were just so infuriating. Like, you're you're such an oddball. You're so unique. Like, whatever. You're so smart. You're so cool. You're so, like, you're so accommodating. I just, it was so frustrating to see this go down. And I'm just like, ugh, I'm so thankful it worked out this way. So good for you and keeping your spirits high. I don't even think I ever saw you cry. And that's amazing. Because I know, I know this really was so rough for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to say that when this all came out, I wrote a post just about you and Jordan breaking up and it had all the details just based on what Reality Steve wrote. And uh, Steve retracted his post. I'm going to retract. I didn't post any of the, you know, escort stuff or sugar, like sugar. That was the best part, Liam. (laughs) But I was like, no, this seems crazy. I don't know about this. I stand by Jenna and Jordan have broken up, but but all the... All the other stuff, I, t- I retract that too. He's a one-man operation, and uh, he gets things wrong, as we all do. But and it's awesome for him to be like, "Oh, and I was wrong," and apologize. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, "Listen to Your Heart" a little bit because uh, there's a whole uh, Bachelor show going on. <laughs> back after this. Okay, we're back, and uh, my first question for you guys is. Do y'all consider going to Guitar Center a date? Okay, so I've got this guy who DMs me stuff on Twitter sometimes, and he this is the funniest thing he's ever said. He's like, uh, Guitar Center is like the Applebee's of music, like of instrument stores or whatever. And it was like, that was exactly what it looked like. like they just went to the Applebee's of the instrument world. Yeah, they went to a, uh, to a mall store. <laughs> you know, that's so funny. That, because so from my perspective, I was like, They looked so excited about it that I was like, I'm going to go to the Guitar Center. (laughs) Let's go, Jenna. I mean, you can go to, I mean, not right now, but when when malls open again, you can go to the Guitar Center in uh, (laughs) the the mall or whatever town you live in. You know, it's... it's, Yeah, um, I'm the person that got excited about the bowling date, so I don't know. (laughs) 
Wait, can I just tell one story about this? We get there and we're split off into teams and I'm with Jenna and Becca and Crystal and we're like, we're so screwed. I'm the most unathletic person ever. Jenna was very drunk. Jenna is a monster at bowling. It was just like strike after strike. We destroyed the other team. I remember that. Yeah. She was like, I have the secret. I'm really good at bowling. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you won it for everyone. That's amazing. Yeah, she did. But yeah, I mean, just like, I think they got sponsorship from Guitar Center, but you know, they couldn't have gone to a a nicer independent guitar store, but no. But they had a nice date. Bree and Chris had a nice date in the Guitar Center, though. They made the best of it. They're the most solid couple, it seems like. They had a cute thing where they saying their feelings to each other. You know? I mean, that was adorable. So I, mine are not cute, but I make songs like that too. It was just so cute how they were kind of just singing how they felt to each other and getting a little bit like embarrassed and cheesing. And it was just, it was so cute. And, you know, Chris with the, with the glitter all over his face and the lip gloss just added to it. Yeah. And, uh, and what did you think of Jamie and Trevor and Natasha? That whole drama there. I'll let Jenna answer. I guess like to start, I just feel like I want to protect Jamie. <laughs> She's only 21. Yes. And, and I relate to her for, for multiple reasons. <laughs> um, she, You know, she seems just good and wants to find love. It makes these bad decisions when it comes to relationships. I know how that feels. And I know also how it feels to wear matching two-piece pink sets. <laughs> <laughs> I guess... Her getting so excited and seeing their chemistry and, you know, how she was looking forward to something working out for her. I felt the impending doom. I didn't obviously know anything, in, you know, about Trevor cheating or any of that like before. I just felt like something was coming. And then when Natasha came in, I was like, and this might be it. It has come. And then it was just, it was just kind of sad. I mean, things happen. People have a past. Everybody should understand that. But. I was like, no, I don't want her to be sad. Yeah, I felt bad for being mean to Jamie last week. I still don't think she's my favorite, but uh, but she is super young, and I don't know. I, I didn't love what Natasha did. People make mistakes in life, and honestly, like I probably a lot of relationships end over emotional cheating because you meet somebody, you realize you have feelings there, and then you end the initial relationship. Um, and just dredging that up and, and acting like it, is indicative of his entire personality was kind of annoying to me right jamie ultimately went with like trusting that he's a good person i did think it was kind of funny Mm -hmm. that she said over and over again that cheating was a deal breaker and then it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) and he tried to explain that when he was talking to natasha where she was like well did you cheat and did you lie and he was like yes but it was interesting where he told jamie during their date that he stayed in the relationship for longer than he should have and they weren't compatible which was all true yeah. But it wasn't the whole truth. He's like, yeah, I made some, you know, we made mistakes and didn't say what they were. But then we found out that this was what he was talking about. And uh, and it's just a kind of a thing where it's like, judge not lest ye be judged sort of a thing. Not that. Yeah. I One of the things that super annoyed me about Natasha was when she was like, are, were you planning on telling Jamie? Like, are you going to, and it's like, is he going to tell every single relationship he, like new girl he meets? Like I emotionally cheated once. It's just, it's just unrealistic, you know, and, and we, the bachelor, this is how they create villains. They, they set up something that seems incredibly obvious, but isn't necessarily like, it's obvious that if you've 
run your course in a previous relationship and started flirting with somebody new and then ended the relationship because of that, then that's cheating. And then therefore you should tell every future partner that you ever have that you've cheated on somebody in the past when in reality, like certainly never comes up on a first date. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like much, much further in conversation talking about, you know, how you've tried to grow in relationships and, um, who you want to be and what the risks are, whatever. But it, it's just, she was the perfect sort of setup for making him a villain because she was unwilling to hear any nuance. She was just like, did you cheat? Yes or no? Did you lie? Yes or no? It's like lying, especially. I mean, everybody lies. This is when it just makes my skin crawl a little bit is when you have the villain set up. You have somebody coming in to corner them and drag up things from their past. It's like, come on. I knew we could count on you to defend the gray area. I know. I know it's going to annoy people too, but I just... (laughs) No, no. He's a bad guy. He's a cheater. (laughs) Kill him. Drag him out. Disembowel him. My favorite thing was when they're like, I want to taste your lips. All of the romantics in the world loved it. So I wish Jenna had gone on Listen to Your Heart. Yeah, you'd be great. I interviewed Natasha yesterday before the episode, and uh, I actually, I really liked her. She's like a fun personality. Well, good. She was a little frustrated that they, you know, her her entrance was about somebody else as opposed to her own. And that's the other thing, yeah, is that now she just looks like the aggrieved friend, when in reality, she's probably a multidimensional person who came in with like a lot, you know, a lot to say about a lot of things. And yeah, it's hard going on the show. Plus, she looks like a hot share. <laughs> hey, I agree. Yo, she does. <laughs> You're right. She has the the cheekbones. Uh huh. Yeah, I think everybody can appreciate her her bluntness. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then she liked um, Ryan. She connected with Ryan, who was surprised that she would be into him. Did you buy it though? I did. Really? Oh yeah. Jenna, did you buy it? I don't know. I kept I, I kept thinking. I'm like, is it because she wants to stay? I mean, obviously, you know, you would want a rose. I think the problem is I just maybe I didn't see enough interaction to them to make a decision on how I feel about that if it was real or not. I almost feel like he was more kind of like, eh, okay, you're hot, let's make out, and they they have this big open mouth kiss. They always find the tongue too. Those cameras. Yeah. <laughs> I have no room to talk. I have eaten a face off or two, so <laughs> no room to judge here. Yeah, the cameras caught Ari grabbing my boob. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but that, that wow, they showed that on the moment of pride. TV fourteen. <laughs> no, but I got where he was coming from, saying that he thought she wouldn't be into him because, you know, just stereotypically, a woman like Natasha is not into a a softer sort of uh, less traditionally masculine sort of man as Ryan. Yeah, it's just it's just hard to know because I mean the, that was the only thing she could do. She had to go in and make a pitch to like whoever was available. So we'll we'll see in the next week, I guess, if she follows up on it. Yeah, we'll see. What do you guys think of the show so far through two episodes? You think it's good? I don't know, Jenna. How was it watching for you? This is the first reality show you've watched since leaving reality TV. I know. I was like, can I even get through this? I don't know because you know I, I have always tuned it out and blocked it out when when I hear people at restaurants behind me talking about reality tv I'm like I'm like fingers in my ears like stop it stop it 
Um, you know, now that I've healed a little bit, I, I was fine. Everything was fine. I wasn't twitching. Um, and it really was entertaining. And I think it's, I think it's kind of cool to mix in talented people with very different personalities and see kind of how they vibe with each other. So I would say I was, I was entertained by it. I think it was good. I like hearing them sing. Like I love music and hearing, hearing people and all their different, um, like backgrounds and the genres that they're into. And then just, I don't know, the way their voices sound, the musical instruments they can play. I was like, this is kind of cool. Rather than just being like, hello, I have a cute dress. I have cute extensions and this is me. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> yeah. I'm stoked for them to start singing more. Sheridan and Juliet were really good. Yeah. And uh, and Brandon and Savannah were really good. Brandon has a beautiful voice. They're, they're all very talented. I really like how talented they all are. I really appreciate that. Me too. The premiere was was I think they knew it was going to be lower rated than the show the other shows, but I don't think they were expecting it to be um as low as it was. Oh, brutal. It's too bad. I hope people I hope people come to it, find it more because it's pretty good, I think. Yeah, my last con- I like how it's a comparatively normal bunch in terms of like, I don't know looks even like it's just it feels more like more of an accessible group of people right the drama is lower stakes like they seem to be working it out rather than than holding on to it yeah and pour one out for mel because i liked her oh yeah i wonder where mel lives in brooklyn i wonder where she lives in brooklyn she probably lives in she probably lives in bushwick she's like brandon makes my brain crunch and my heart warm and i'm like okay i've never heard somebody describe that way but like and then like and then she's like what's your love language and he's like oh physical touch and she's like i hate touching people (laughs) i was just like she is so cute and then he goes to walk away and she's like okay i'm gonna hug him i know but she's gone now oh well we just got all these other people. But she can take away what she learned because she was bold. She felt something and she shared it. That's right. And then she got shot down. So <laughs> So this is I like this dynamic where where Jenna's very positive and Jacqueline is very negative. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope she I hope she did she did get courage from this. But I just think it's always funny, you know, with the batch. I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but it teaches us these big lessons and then it like erases them instantly. So, <laughs> Well, we shall see where this goes. We got a few episodes left. And we'll see them start singing next week. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. Um, so thank you, Jenna, for coming on. We appreciate it so much. And we're so happy that things are going so well for you now. Things have turned around. Yes, they have. Yeah, thanks so much, Jenna. This has been awesome. Go check her out on Reality Steve's podcast if uh, you haven't heard that. Um, where can people find you online, Jenna? Oh, um, I have this amazing name on Instagram. It's at Jenna Cooper Fit. I've had that name for lots of years and there's a whole story behind it, but that's where I am. Um, yeah. So the rest of the internet, don't look me up on there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next week, I'm Liam Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. This has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Bye.